We saw a historic Survivor Series this year from Chicago, Illinois. We are here with the crew to talk all about it upcoming on AfterBuzz TV. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Welcome, everybody, to the exclusive coverage here on AfterBuzz TV. We are covering all things Survivor Series 2019. Maybe we'll cover a couple more things that happened this weekend. We'll see how it goes. Ooh, ooh, but as so always, much. as always, actually, I was gonna say, as always, I'm not alone. One time I was alone. Yeah, but you were. That for was the most part, Iron Man match. For usually, I was not. I'm not alone today. I am here with the normal, or not, not normal. You were here one time, but I'm hoping to he- see I- you back again soon. We yeah. are no stranger to you. I'm coming back after Buzz all day, all the time. But let everybody know who are new to us. Who are you? You. So I'm because I forgot your name. Hi, you did forget my name. I so I'm Emily May. Uh, I also do Women's Wrestling Weekly yeah, here at AfterBuzz. You could follow along Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and uh, probably more AfterBuzz content and more wrestling con- content definitely coming down the line. Content is queen. And who are you? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Content is queen. Yeah. Who Flow Pizza, Lobo Boys, Raw After Show, NXT After Show, whatever you guys need me on the utility player. The first ever After Buzz TV Triple Crown winner, with all respect to Steve Kaufman, doing NXT, SmackDown, and Raw in the same week. All How right. Well, I might be your number one contender soon. Oh, snap. Oh. Triple Crown winners in the booth. And I am George Hermosa. I <laughs> am not you? a Triple Crown winner. <laughs> I just, I've just been here forever. My man. But yeah, the old just about that is. Emily from WPW Weekly Wrestling Pro. Oh, do you Wait, want? What's WPW mean? Women's, women's Wrestling Weekly. It used to be Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly. Okay, so I was like, isn't the we W? Isn't it. the W mean the week? Okay, anyways, uh, but we're talking about all about Survivor Series 2019. Uh, I personally have been looking forward to this event. I love this this event. A lot of people consider this maybe the third or fourth biggest event of the entire year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of the original Big Four. Yeah. The, the second pay per view after WrestleMania. Uh, you know, the first one being in November of '87. But the first thing I want to talk with you guys is, what do you guys think of just the overall build-up? Because this is the first time we're seeing NXT incorporated into Survivor Series. Uh, we normally see Raw versus SmackDown, the battle for Baron Supremacy. Obviously, last year it was here in LA. Mm-hmm. Raw cleaned up, but now we're seeing the inclusion of NXT. Sure. What were your initial thoughts of when you heard there was going to be uh, versus NXT added on to this event? Emily. So I mm. think that this was a really smart move for the creative team of the NXT brand and then also the Raw and SmackDown brand because you're bringing the trifecta of wrestling talent together. Trifecta. And, and it's highlighting NXT talent in a way that is leading up to WrestleMania and mm-hmm. going into 2020. And what I think is important to also know, just from an operations perspective, that the way I was thinking about it is they're building an audience for Wednesday nights. So they're bringing NXT talent in onto a larger scale in this you know, Survivor Series in order to show, like, hey, we, our talent is the best of the best. I will be the first to say, and I said this a couple weeks ago on when I guested on the Raw After Show, is that I still think that NXT is the... the not a third brand, more of still just a upper scale developmental. Mm-hmm. But I will say that them being included tonight mm-hmm. makes them one step closer to being a full fledged on equal <laughs> level as Raw or SmackDown. I mean, I think this was proof that they're more than a de- developmental brand. Mm-hmm. 
That's my thought. What are you yeah, they did kind of carry the weekend with War Games and, and Survivor Series. But did you answer your question about the build? I was a little bit worried. I know at first the, the Saudi show caused the, the original attack, maybe bumped up a bit early. It seemed that everything was pretty much siloed. You know, NXT's here, and they're mm-hmm. on Raw, they're on SmackDown. I think this week, specifically with NXT and Wednesday, and SmackDown this Friday, we finally got we, that giant Avengers splash panel, mm-hmm. different brands fighting together, which sold it for me. Because I, I, historically, I'm not a fan of Survivor Series as a conceit and concept, but I was on board from Wednesday night on tonight. It kind of makes yeah. you think about it, too, because of that accidental SmackDown that we saw a few weeks ago with most of the roster being in Saudi Arabia, them having to bring up the NXT roster so soon, and how great and phenomenal that episode of SmackDown was yeah. with them now pretty much the, the go-home episodes of Raw, NXT and SmackDown were just kick-ass. For, for example, NXT beating AEW for the first time mm-hmm. since that whole Wednesday Night War started. Well, and sometimes the best moments happen when you have to throw everything out the mm-hmm. window and start over and just kind of fly by the seat of your pants and just say, alright, we're going to do this. Everyone kind of bands together and works together to make the best, you know, the best moment and best storytelling for, you know, for everyone. That's deep. I mean, it kind of makes you think, too, uh, like what the original plan was. Yeah. Had it not been for maybe that Saudi Arabia debacle. Good point. It's a good point. I think it was a little bit early. I think they would have totally waited a week to do it. Because mm-hmm. uh, what TLC is three weeks away, and they saw the promos tonight, but there was no bill for TLC. So know? the invasion would have happened a little bit later. Correct. I think so. The NXT invasion, but... And it wouldn't be as drastic. You might have like a, oh my gosh, here's the, on this era with this dust-up. Not like mm-hmm. actual matches and super card-type matchups with yeah. Adam Cole defend the NXT title yeah. on SmackDown. And, you know, and I love the build You know, the last few weeks because you didn't know who was going to show up. So the mystery and like it, it made people want to tune in. So what's next for kind of this thing? Is are we still do we still want to see this kind of open door policy with NXT? Or is it kind of back to normal as far as brand exclusivity? And do you see NXT becoming, you know, part of the main roster pay-per-views, you know, whether it's WrestleMania or even Backlash, you know, upcoming? Like do we want to see more NXT on the on the pay-per-view? Or do you like it that they have their own events like a takeover? Oh well, they should definitely keep takeovers. Oh, keep takeovers. That's like takeovers are like the some of the best uh, wrestling shows. Because we're not seeing takeover at Royal Rumble weekend. No, we're not. We're getting Worlds Collide instead. But we are seeing takeover in Portland in February. Correct. I think takeovers should stay the way they are. Maybe have NXT title defenses at WrestleMania, the whole short case of the Immortals thing. Mm -hmm. If you're asking about Survivor Series, personally, I like the idea of having three brands evolve. Yeah. But I'm still not sold on the brand supremacy conceit. If anything, I'm rather have the have this become a mystery card. Have like your super card, like the mm-hmm. giant matchups you wouldn't see anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, but before I get into the actual matches, you don't think is maybe for me when I first saw paper it was too much. Five on five on five. Like you had you know the women's match, the men's match, like a lot of triple threat matches. Like I'm yeah. not a big fan of triple threat matches as it is. But seeing a whole event surrounded on pretty much that's five my, or six a, triple threat matches. That's my point. Why not next year have a team Chomper versus team Roman Reigns, and yeah. then you get the guys from all three brands or ladies from all three brands, and then you get the same idea across without having the whole, I guess we're doing this formality thing now. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> we'll we'll have to rethink that structure. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how it is in, a, in one year's time when it's maybe yeah. another, who knows, maybe we'll see Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT versus NXT UK. Yeah. Who knows? It's gonna be I this, know. Like, yeah. you know whatever, we'll see. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the, I want to start off with the actual main event of the evening. I was a little surprised when I saw that this was going to main event the show. Not that they don't deserve it. Uh, they very much so, and I'm happy for Shayna Baszler, but what did you guys yeah. think of this match being on last above the, the men's Survivor Series match, above the women's? Above the championship matches, like we saw Becky versus Bailey versus uh, Shayna. Shayna, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I loved it. Yeah. I think women should headline events more often. And I think when you look at the structure of the show and the arc that they were trying to build, they I feel like that was the best match to go at that mm-hmm. time. Um, because you have the the champions of the champions there and you know, you have Bailey fight like she did this big heel turn, so she has all this this whole new character arc and she is Fighting and just really kind of, you could see her desperation as she's trying to go against these other ladies who are, are just as amazing as, as her. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, of all the, the cross brand of storylines, this is the one with the actual full edge arc. Having mm-hmm. Baszler and Bailey mm-hmm. fight week in and week out, other things were kind of thrown together. So it makes sense. I think Chicago was not prepared for that. And the, the match suffered because of it. The match was great, but the, the crowd was kind of like, oh, this is us? We just saw... Oh, okay, mm. cool. We're rocking with it. Do you think they were really... Do you think they were tired after like seeing all of the... Tired, all the other like elimination matches? Tired is one thing, but that, that men's match took a lot out. Because I, we'll get yeah. into it. But mm-hmm. there were so many frustrating moments in that match. From, from Walter to Keith Lee. That was like, oh, when that. it was done, yeah. it was like, okay, that was a ride. I'm cool with this ride. Oh, wait, we still have one more match after this. I know this, I know some of the chat room, we have external shockwave, was expecting Ronda Rousey to return. Did you guys think that she was going to come back? We know that no. the last time we saw her was at Mania getting pinned by, by Becky Lynch. Now, obviously, that friendship with Shayna Baszler, like, you didn't think at all she was going to come back. This was the right time for her. No, I feel like, you know, you've heard her talk in the news about kind of her her kind of life and where she's at at this point. And so I, I feel like it would have not, it wouldn't have fit the moment. Yeah, it would be fair for Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Look, Survivor Series is one of those pay-per-views that we all love because we're all hardcore wrestling fans, but trying to sell this to someone who's a new subscriber who got the network for free, mm-hmm. right? You got three brands going and all these matches and this how the fans and Ronda Rousey coming on. It might be too much. It might be this way a, a waste of a... We always saw some talent wasted today we'll mm-hmm. get into. I think it wouldn't be a part of Tony Plus, Carl. it looked like this night was pretty much all about NXT. Like you said, it yeah. was about getting making sure that they are relevant. You know, they're on regular TV now. This isn't some network exclusive show. They're on Wednesday nights live every week. NXT, yeah. let's let everybody know just the very best that they have and this was kind of it. I think like Ronda showing up, whether or not people predicted it or not, kind of would have taken away from that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think so too. Agree. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned it, the men's uh, the men's Survivor Series. I only was going to bring up this uh, a little bit later, but yeah. not kind of know what you think about it because you talked yeah. about there's a lot of chatter about Walter. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a lot of frustrations with Keith Lee. Right. I, I don't see that. I, I think Keith Lee was a, a mega star made Keith today. Lee, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, the, it was Team Raw, Team McIntyre, obviously. Uh, we had Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens. A lot of people thought that he was going to go back and forth with him in NXT. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton, Ricochet against Roman Reigns, uh, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and the Ali G Show. I'm just going to shorten it up to the Ali yeah. G Show uh, versus Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa, Damian Priest, uh, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and Walter. Ooh, right, that's a roster. Yeah, that's, that's, that's your. What are your frustrations? Yeah, I want to hear so your frustrations. Overall, I'm the, the overall, the match was great. I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was on board the entire time. I think that's when I sat down and watched watch it. But it, it did seem that there was moments of Walter coming out early and, and getting de- destroyed pretty quickly. If you have not seen NXT or NXT UK, yeah. Imperium looks like a bunch of clowns. Because the last couple weeks, they've been doing these beatdowns and then got pretty mm-hmm. much dispatched by, by South Rollins. Your leader gets eliminated first. In fact, he gets eliminated before Shorty G, who's a guy who's wearing a basketball uniform see, in the same matchup. See, I feel like with Walter having all those moments in the beginning, mm-hmm. that 
everyone was that they were trying to put him over. And so they was they were trying to find those like build those little True. micro moments where like you're putting him over even though he's kind Absolutely. of by himself. I agree with you. This match was it was a, a bunch of micro moments. There's a lot of them kind of like went like bad beats to the Chicago crowd. Uh, Roman Reigns was fantastic in his performance, but the crowd was not into the fact, or even Seth yeah. Rollins for that matter. They were booing the guy who's supposed to be the top face of the Raw brand, is yeah. he not? Well, it was interesting because the audience, I felt like, so here you have all of the the best athletes, and it's a mix, like a mixed crowd reaction, Mm -hmm. where you, like you said, you have people booing for for people that, like, they might not usually boo, um, and cheering for people that they are, like, getting behind. And so, um, it was kind of like an interesting moment to watch, where you're like, you're not sure what story they're trying to build here. Right. I want to talk about Keith Lee for a second because he is, and, and I will be the Keith first Lee. to say uh, I've never, I'm never, I'm not not a fan. Like I, yeah. I, I love everybody, like I respect everybody. I, I, I didn't see what the big deal about Keith Lee was when he first got signed. I'm like, oh, they're just they're just signing him because he's an indie guy and they don't want you know whatever. They're just signing everybody, right? <laughs> and even when his first first couple matches, I'm like, oh, just Keith Lee, whatever. But obviously his his match with Donovan Dijakovic, Dominic Dijakovic, yeah. um, very impressive. But I feel like Keith Lee was made after tonight. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well. I, so I agree with you a lot because we've talked about this on NXT before yeah. um, that, you know, Keith Lee I wasn't completely on board with. Yeah. Like, it took me a while to warm up to him. And tonight, I'm totally on board and I'm like on the Keith Lee train. <laughs> I'm like supporting him. And I was like, I wanted him to win tonight. Uh-huh. And I was like, all, I, it, I was all in. Jumping yeah. up and down, trying to like shouting at the TV. <laughs> so you mentioned you had some frustrations with Keith Lee. And you had frustrations. Not with Keith Lee. I was saying okay. the match itself. That like, yeah. His interaction with Roman yeah. Reigns and stuff towards the end was kind of like, oh, I thought he was going to go over and he wasn't. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's not a frustration. Uh, I was just talking about the match itself. Yeah. Yeah. Keith Lee is, is great. He's a, he's a blue chipper. It seems very much like he was one of the guys that were made tonight. Shayna mm-hmm. was made. I'll even yeah. give Pete Dunn that, that spot mm-hmm. too. Uh, the thing about Keith Lee, oh, I always worried about watching him at NXT was will it translate? To the, to the other two brands, uh-huh. and it mm-hmm. seemed that today was the first stars of that. That maybe he yeah. might. I mean, well, go ahead. Yeah, no. Well, there was there's that moment where you you had that moment where he's like that hero, where like he's the one rising from you know the abyss of everyone kind of like yeah. getting you know getting eliminated, and then um, he's there, and you're like, oh, this is this is you could finally see there was like that that few seconds where you're like he can be in a championship match on the main roster, right? And they had to build that and build that story, and that's why you had to have those matches before leading up. True. Yeah, I mean, I think especially after tonight, after obviously the respect that was shown between Keith Lee and and, uh, and Roman Reigns, uh, it's just one of those things where. I would hate because there's still one owner, there's still one boss, there's still one CEO of the entire company. At any point, he can say, "Oh, I want that guy on Raw. I want that guy on SmackDown." Like, and that's gonna show. Like, maybe the no matter what, NXT will still be developmental. There will yeah. still be the the distant third brand. But where do you think is next for somebody like a Keith Lee now that his star has risen after tonight or after this weekend, if anything? I mean, I think he's going to be put uh, in the made roster eventually. I don't know if it's going to happen in the next six months to a year, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to build up to you the You mean Raw, Raw or SmackDown, you mean? Or? Raw or SmackDown. Okay. Yeah. I, if I am the, the, the shadow GM of that brand, you put him back on NXT and you give people a reason to tune in Wednesday. You gave him the pound from Roman Reigns, the whole, like, I respect what you do, Booker Man. Mm-hmm. You put him in NXT and you try to build around him. Because, let's be real, before this Survivor Series, his record was pretty spotty. He talked mm-hmm. yeah. to Damien. Priest, him and Dajakovic had the best of two, two out of 
three matches. So he was kind of there. But now, seeing his performance over the weekend, here's a fresh shot start for this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about some of the other matchups that we saw? We saw Matt Riddle pin like Randy Orton. Is it, do, did you see any maybe potential matchups within the 15 people that you're like, oh my god, I didn't know I wanted to see this match until now? So. I had a moment okay. where, sorry, <laughs> where where Gable and Riddle like they matched up, and I wish it was longer mm-hmm. because they have a very like traditional grapple grappling style of wrestling, and I was like, oh, this is like them pairing up. I want to see more of. Yeah, there was. It's always a thing that that people say back in the old days how the NWA was like 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 basketball, whereas like the WWE was the Harlem Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. That moment was there because mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. guys are both classically trained. But yeah. it's Matt Riddle, bro, against a guy calling himself Shorty G. Like, yeah, just, I'm not using the name Shorty G. I'm gonna call. Yeah, I just, it's just a weird village. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I refuse. Right. There, there was a glimpse of uh, Ricochet versus Ali, and I was like, yes. I want to see this. Like in fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well, Ali did the like the tornado off the, and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good match for sure. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the we saw a champ match, or uh, we saw a Noah's Bar match with uh, WWE for the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar defending against Rey Mysterio. Uh, I thought this was going to go on last uh, for a little bit, but you know it was a semi-main. Uh, what did we think of this match? We saw No Holds Bar. We knew this wasn't going to be a straight wrestling match. We knew that Rey Mysterio. I mean, I didn't think he was going to win at all, but we all just kind of wanted to see how it played out. Like. What did you guys think of this one when you saw Dominic come out? Like, Okay, I got teary-eyed. Really? <laughs> because I find that it's like this multi-generational story that they're telling. And you could tell that Dominic's like so proud. And, you know, I know he's been training really hard. Mm-hmm. And to see him have those moments is just really inspiring. And I, I think there's going to be more down the line. But it built, it built this, like father-son dynamic and the story that's like real that's authentic and we don't have many of those moments and so to have that here i think was a really good it was a good timing in the the arc of the of the show Oh, for sure. I, and, and I hate to say it because I feel like I, I'm going against what I believe. But uh, this performance tonight and Brock's performance in the Royal Rumble against Finn Balor proves two things. One, Brock is really good at selling. And, and two, oh, he's yeah. really good at working with small talent. Yeah, I agree. I was never like, I was always like, wow. Well, really? Because I felt like him in his, his machine days in the mid-2000s was something you would visually look at. Mm-hmm. Granted, old Brock could still beat my butt, mm-hmm. kick my ass, but it just felt like, hey, man. <laughs> I want to see that. He's been drinking a couple beers. I only know old man Brock who skips leg day is going to do anything. <laughs> but this match, I'm telling you, told a great story. You know yeah. what I mean? He had really, there was a really good timing, and Brock Lesnar was good about giving that, that time um, to Rey Mysterio, and just like letting him have that moment. And that's hard because, you know, it, you know everyone's watching him too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I completely relate to everything that you said uh, about not to get teary eyed, but it was, you can tell a little emotional because, like, this is a father and son. Like, listening to Rey Mysterio uh, in interviews, he mentioned, like, one of his dreams is to team with the son. Like, mm-hmm. and imagine being on that big platform. Because at the end of the day, you know, they're all performers, they're all entertainers. So being yeah. able to have that platform to go on with your son, like, I, I would love to have that opportunity it's to. An incredible opportunity. Yeah. But I think based on just the whole double 619, I was like, yeah. man, like, imagine, like, I can only see it now as, like, just, that image of the double six one nine, like 
that's like such a bonding image. That's like, the moment that got me because really? I was like, yeah, of course they have to do that move. I'm getting it right now. <laughs> I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just you know, it's yeah. a lot. So yeah, I I, I I like that moment. I hope we see more of that at some point. Hopefully, maybe they'll have some kind of cool moment at WrestleMania. You know, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, I want you here, so maybe you can get emotional <laughs> when that happens as well. Okay. I don't have these feelings. Do you guys. want that? Like, I'll, I'll go away from the mic if I saw. Um, another championship match we saw. Uh, we'll kind of see in, in the red light was uh, The Fiend Bray Wyatt defending yeah. his Universal this new blue Universal Championship with uh, against Daniel Bryan yeah. first thing I want to ask is what do you think of the blue title um, I guess it makes sense with, with SmackDown, but then it raises more questions about why the new IC titles in a black strap if you're doing you're making everything blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the magic trick thing I could done without. I don't think they have it presented instead mm-hmm. of being like press don't change you. Here's a new title. Do you think there's too many titles? I know a lot of purists say they are, but if you really want to tell me that Raw and SmackDown are separate enterprises, then I think they're fine. I wouldn't add any more. Um, but but yeah, I think we're pretty much good. But yeah, yeah overall, you're like let's let's keep it. Yeah, but like on a paper like this, and you with a casual fan, you go, oh, that's the uh, NXT UK Women's Champion. It's like, oh my goodness, like what is that? You know. I think that's a good point. When you keep them separate, it's it's I think it's fine. But when you have like the the Universal Champion mm-hmm. uh, teaming with the WWE Champion, like we saw earlier, it's with Kofi and Seth Rollins teaming up. Right. It's like how do I know who's supposed to be number one? Right. You know, when you have the United States Champion teaming with the Intercontinental Champion, like I don't, it just so right. what's the secondary? Does that mean one of them's yeah. not like, as secondary? hierarchy yeah. of the titles. U.S. is just as big as two different continents. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but what did you guys think of this match? I mean, obviously, I, I thought it told a great story. There's a lot of history there dating mm-hmm. back to, you know, Royal Rumble 2014. Uh, it feels like this was a continuation, but obviously we saw this new fiend Bray Wyatt that just maybe doesn't take damage. You had you had comments, it, right? It, it, it's a, it's a, a lot better story than I thought it was. And, and yeah. Daniel Bryan, to his credit, was amazing. I was mm-hmm. invested, even though I didn't think he was going to win. I was on board. Mm-hmm. But you got to tell me a different story than than the fiend being Jason goes to hell. Like you, yeah. you can't just have someone beat him up and go, "I'm up." Like I am. <laughs> at least the Undertaker would do old school every once in yeah. a while. Like you got to give me something more for me to be invested in the fiend. And I'm not well, sure if it's a question for now or the next pay per view. Yeah, I mean, it's it's they keep. I feel like they keep telling the same story because they don't know what to do with The Fiend. And I think they're still figuring it out. Um, I love Daniel Bryan, but I feel like it might not have been the best match. Especially because, like, you look at that match with Hell in a Cell with Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. like, and how many curb stomps he took. Yeah. And so it's like, if you just kicked out of, like, 11 teen curb stomps, like, mm-hmm. like how do you at some point he can't be champion forever you gotta roll him up so so, I mean is it even fair to even think about that or the simple fact that Bray Wyatt has only been champion for about a month like that should be something that we shouldn't even be thinking about anytime soon it's a kind of a, a double-edged sword because you you have a champion that's too beatable but you complain. How is this person losing every oh. non-title match and then winning at <laughs> pay yeah. Right, but then you have someone who's like so OP, it's like, well, we asked for this, but now we're in a corner now because anyone who has any chance of going off the Bray has to be built up over months now. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to believe it. Well, you have to build that story, and if he's supposed to be this like ethereal, like demon, you know, is he though? Underworld? I don't know. <laughs> to sell uh, underworld that carries his head as a lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, good point. But like he has, the, you know, and again, he does those like Undertaker moves where he just like is un- indestructible and like gets up and does that. Uh, they had the moment in the match where they where he's. Uh, behind Daniel Bryan, he just like stands up and he has that right. creepy, like, stalker Michael Myers, you know, True. look. He's gonna take him down. 
But I think they have to figure out exactly because if every match that he's going against someone is the same thing, it's not going to keep fans. And here's what I worry: if they keep doing that, there'll be a Kobe Kingston situation. He'll drop the title and disappear. Because then, how you come back from that, right? And he's doing so much. He's doing such great digital content and such great storytelling. You know, when he's not having a match, so they need to like build on that and then continue that in the ring. Friend to AfterBuzz, Dylan Matthews says that Dylan. the fiend Hi, need, the fiend needs to go on a year or two universal title streak. Do you think he can? Oh. They can maintain a long a long uh, reign for for the fiend. Oh yeah, because if you're playing it right, he's not going to be wrestling on every single pay per view. You can take him off yeah. the shows and build people around. Mm-hmm. The question is, can you keep him still in a draw? Six months, nine months on the line. How many Firefly Funhouses can we see until we go? Okay. What's next? Seeing them, yeah. You know? Well, Daniel Bryan, to his credit, maybe I was walking into it a bit jaded, but it really was a good angle with their storyline being like, no, I am crazy like you because I've been through this mental thing. There's not many people in the roster that can do that. You put him with Roman Reigns, it isn't the same thing. You put him with Baron Corbin, if Baron turned face for some reason, it wouldn't be the same thing. You know? I do want to talk about, for the first time, we saw the NXT Championship get defended at one of these big four pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Adam Cole defend against Pete Dunne. Now, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about War Games, because yes. this was a fallout from the War Games yeah. match. We saw Pete Dunne win a triple threat match with Damian Priest and uh, Killian Dane. Yep. Uh, and we saw Adam Cole Oh my gosh! Go through <laughs> oh my god, like oh my god. Brutal, brutal war games match, and obviously that end spot. Uh, I didn't. I don't even know how he, he wrestled. Uh, I don't know. He, he made everyone Friday have a heart Wednesday. attack. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> he had a ladder match on Wednesday. And he, he wrestled yeah. tag match on Friday. That, that, that eight man tag on Friday. Yeah, he needs like the biggest bonus ever because he just Absolutely. keeps going through things. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the match proved that Adam Cole is money. Whether you oh, like yeah. him or not, he not only is a fantastic wrestler and a talker. Looks like the champ um, mm-hmm. is a workhorse, right? Mm-hmm. Be able to do things like with, with Pete Dunn. Otherwise, you could tell he's going to be a made man. Maybe mm-hmm. not quite tonight, but him winning that triple threat match was a sign going, we're going to put you on that stage yeah. tomorrow to put you on the big stage. Cause we have it's, it's, that, it's that stepping stone for, for Pete Dunn to just show everyone, like, hey, I can go against a champion. Um, I felt like this match at um, Survivor Series was a really good example of how everyone was playing to their injuries. Like, you know, Adam Cole went through, you know, <laughs> went over, <laughs> just just flew through the air and went through those tables. Yeah. And, you know, he, like, everyone was terrified. And, like, you know, I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> and even Pete Dunn selling the knee from the... Yeah, and selling the knee, mm-hmm. exactly. They knew, like, all the spots. And Adam Cole's good about knowing, like, okay, um, you know, Pete Dunn's uh, knee is injured, so, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to hit towards that, you know, that injury, and it's... Yeah, all great stuff. I love the fact that sell it. I was a bit worried at first. The yeah. crowd wasn't into it as first because they were moving a little bit slow, mm-hmm. and all that stuff was preamble on an event that had a smaller audience. Yeah. I think it t- took time to warm up a little bit. Right, so they kind of rested on the disadvantages, and I was kind of upset that the crowd was like, you know, on their phones. But the, it's a credit to those two, two, two men that over time they were able to draw people in, mm-hmm. even with their injuries. I agree. What do you think Adam Cole goes next? I mean, is it going to be the inevitable matchup with Keith Lee? Now that Keith Lee, like you mentioned, keep him on NXT. Like, is he going to be maybe at TLC if they're they're involved? Or do you save it for, like, a big event? Do you save Keith Lee maybe facing Adam Cole at that takeover in Portland in February? Or what's next for Adam Cole? 
I think a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Maybe some a massage and right. some an ice bath. The doctor will see you now. I think. <laughs> no, I agree. I think a sorry. full body X-ray. <laughs> Everything's broken, Adam. Everything. <laughs> but you're clear. You're clear. You're clear. <laughs> no, I, I to answer your question, George. I'm sorry. Uh, take over with the answer for me. I I don't. I'm not against the draping gold, but it does put NXT at a disadvantage for the storytelling. Hmm. So I think they will try to break it up on some level. I am not sure if he drops the belt, uh, Adam Cole does, but I do think that it starts to come off a bit for mm-hmm. next takeover. Interesting. Kind of see what, what what's going to end up happening with the Undisputed Era, because uh, they're so united yeah. as a whole. Uh, we even saw Roderick Strong come up with mm-hmm. a victory against uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Let me just say, side note, I have... I, I first... I was I was questionable about it. Then I liked it. Now, absolutely love the Intercontinental Championship. Like oh, I love okay, the okay. new belt. That's you mean the look of it? The look of it. Okay. I love the new belt. So it didn't look good on like the graphics, like when when they published it. But when you saw it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, now, like, now I saw it on Miracle. Because at yeah. first, like, yeah, as an looks, old as an yeah. old school fan, uh, a guy that grew up watching, you know, like 80s and 90s wrestling. Brother. Like I love that Brother. old school, the winged eagle, the tag team belt. Like, yeah. and so the initial shock of like, oh, it's not going to be there anymore. Right. But mm-hmm. then once I actually saw the belt, I'm like, oh my god! Like, and I saw Nakamura, like somebody actually wear it. Yeah. Right. Like, oh my god, this belt is gorgeous. It always looks better in person. True. <laughs> well, that's to your point. It goes back to what I was saying earlier about separate organizations. If SmackDown is a separate, siloed organization, I love it. But if we're in the part of the bigger WWE universe, how does that belt exist at the same time as a flag belt? Right? Like, <laughs> what is the actual aesthetic or theme? And the fact that I love the belt, by the way. I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm not trying to poo poo on it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the font's very similar to the 24 7 championship, too. So it's kind of that. Don't knock it. I love the 24 7 championship. I know we have this, this difference, but, but I'm like going to have it one day. <laughs> <laughs> it costs Throwing the same amount there. of money as the UK title. That's what I'm just saying. It's still 350 bucks on Shop Zone. <laughs> Maybe if it wasn't green. I think I'm not a fan of the green. Fair. Okay, well, maybe there's going to be a separate women's 24 7 champion belt, <laughs> and it will not be green. Yeah, Carmella. Well, Carmella had the chance to change know, it, but she didn't. Yeah. Whatever. It's okay. One uh, day, so guys. Mad. One day. But what you so get, mad. <laughs> what, <laughs> what'd you guys think of the actual match? I mean, three guys that on paper should have like the best match ever. It was really good. Right. I'm not taking anything away, but what'd you guys think of the match? I, you know, I think it was a really good example where you're highlighting three very different styles. Um, but I had a little, you know, they're, they're paired equally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a little trouble feeling like what the stakes were and what were their objectives mm. in the match. I think that's for the whole night, though. Mm, like, I, I, maybe. I, but I, I, I felt like this was really, really obvious in this one. Mm-hmm. But what do you? Why? why no, do you I was just gonna say. I, I feel like brand supremacy isn't enough for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know, like whoever wins the night, maybe should be guaranteed a number thirty slot in the Royal Rumble, or maybe gets mm-hmm. the Money in the Bank match because yeah. then you know something like that. I just feel like brand supremacy, like you know, like at least for bragging rights we saw years ago, I used to got a trophy. Yeah. You know, you don't even get a trophy. It's like just a bunch of words that said yeah. you were better. Maybe for the they night. get a trophy on Wednesday. You have to tune in and see. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I will hold that thought. And, and if they get a Thursday uh, trophy, if, but if not, then I'm allowed to be upset that okay, they didn't be, get a trophy. Okay, you can be upset after Wednesday because okay. there might be a trophy. You never know. Okay, I gotta say, going into the pay per view, that this match is the one I was looking most forward to, and it was kind of puzzling. Uh, the match yeah. itself was great. Mm-hmm. The crowd. Uh, almost ruined it for me. I felt like they were sitting on their hands for something that, if it was on a night before on our takeover, it would be like bringing down. It's so crazy to think about that too, because yeah. like it's the same city. 
Right. It's the same city, but there's a difference. Like different audience. Different audiences, yeah. families, people who are more casual with yeah. it. Uh, you haven't told me why I should care about Roderick Strong, uh-huh. even on yeah. NXT, to be honest with you, but even on the main roster. AJ's been with the club, but he hasn't had a good uh, win-loss record, uh-huh. and Shinsuke's been pretty much invisible, if not for Sami Zayn. So, even though I love the three guys, uh-huh. if I'm a casual fan, like, where's my beer? Like, yeah. these guys were like, I mean, random dudes. It's unfortunate because they're like the super athletes and they're doing right. amazing things in the ring. But I did feel like it was a little slow, and that might have been because the audience reaction. Like I could feel that that energy was just not there. Right. And like, the, and when you're in the ring, like you feed off the the audience. So you know, I, I can kind of see where you're coming from, Georgie. I only because you you, were all, you also wrestle, but the, was the idea to me the story was Shinsuke and Roderick showing how strong they can hit and how resilient AJ was, but they were doing that by by selling their moves a little bit hmm. slower. Or was this kind of like I'm just wiggling through weeds there? I think it's like you said the latter, and also too, I think a lot of it because you said it didn't really have any stakes. Like that's why maybe a lot of these match, even like the women's match, which I loved, but like what are they fighting for? Like okay, we won, and then what? Well, which Bailey and Baszler had oh, the, 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 the five event? on five on five on five on five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, like I, I don't know. I would have liked there been to be like, all right, you, uh, the yeah. winner of the event gets this. You know. So another thing with this match is that you also, with when you're structuring a match, not that I know that much about mm-hmm. it, but when you look at it from a storytelling perspective, you need that one like face, and you need... They're all heels! I noticed that, too. they're all heels, so, like, and maybe Roderick Strong is, like, slightly less of a heel, so you can kind of maybe push him as a face in this match, but they're all heels, so, like, who are you gonna root for? Right. You know, your favorite, I guess, but how do you build that story if they're all heels? So that's I, another question. I haven't, I haven't checked Twitter, and I don't want to... I can't take credit for this, because I didn't come up with it, but <laughs> okay. we saw in this match, Strong Style... Versus Styles versus Strong. <laughs> Anyone else catch that? <laughs> Give it up for puns. Whoa. Look at that. Strong Yay. style versus Strong. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool. Uh, a friend of mine said it. I couldn't take credit for it, uh, well, so I couldn't it. tweet it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he told it to me in person. Like, oh, he didn't, I thought he Or else I would have retweeted it. it now. But no, that was cool. Strong style versus Strong versus Strong. Whatever. Oh, yeah. I don't know, anyways, <laughs> I don't know, tangent. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a cute little pun. Uh, we but the speaking of puns. speaking of which, another battle for brand supremacy. Yeah. We saw the women, the women team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT. Woo, you know woo. that kicked off the show. Um, I was excited for this one just because uh, while I do love me some Charlotte Flair and Carmella <laughs> and Nikki Cross, I love me some Tony Storm and I love me some Io Shirai. Uh, Yes. So when you saw that they were announced for this match after, because we didn't see Tony Storm on yeah. same thing, Walter. We didn't see them on Takeover. We didn't see them um, really much on the buildup yeah. for you know this this on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. But we did see Tony Storm just come out of nowhere and say, out. "Hey, I'm on Team NXT." Uh, what were your thoughts for maybe some of the buildup for this match? Do you want to talk? Because you're uh, on NXT. I, I uh, you see, okay. Yeah. It's good. That's great. Yeah. I, love, I love the idea. Of course, you had to. And then you, I'll get into it. You had to announce NXT the day out to make sure who survived mm-hmm. the night before. Yeah. Tony Storm was a star. I love the fact mm-hmm. it was a man yeah. classic. She has. She knows what her personality is. It's amazing. She dropped that UK Women's title and disappeared yeah. for months. I know. She shows up. And then she gets a double submission tap out. It was like, if you never saw Tony Storm before in your life, you're like, well, who the heck is that yeah. person and why should I yeah. care? And as somebody who has her merchandise, I was kind of like, so, wh- like, so why do you think they did it this way? Because I, I don't know. Because she was, she like held the UK championship and then, like, what? 
I don't know. So, like so you said, you I would have liked to have there been more yeah. story because at the end of the day, uh, it was going to be Dakota Kai. It wasn't going to be Tegan Knox. Sure. It wasn't going to be mm-hmm. a lot of other people that were, were involved. involved. You know, it wasn't going to be Shayna because she was in the yeah. championship match. So I would have liked there to have been some story in terms of like why Tony Storm is mm-hmm. in this match because, like you said, she kind of I love me some Tony Storm, she oh, came out of nowhere. but she did come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So for all the casual fans that maybe aren't familiar with NXT or NXT UK, it's like, yeah, who's this jobber girl? Oh, mm-hmm. she one of the girls that jobbed out to. Nia Jax a couple years ago. Yeah. Like, well, you know? and, and her look was kind of a little bit different tonight. Well, so yeah. I was like, oh. Well, because they were all kind of branded with their... So it took me a I was like, is that Tony Storm? Like, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, it what is. What happened, Tony? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Disappointing, um, what too. I, so, like, for this match, the women's match, this was what I was looking forward to the most tonight. Uh, I think, you know, even though we had, you know, five women from each brand, they all were able to elevate each other. And I think that was a powerful moment and message to just get across when they were telling the story and they were crossing brands. Um, and they all showed that they like they were dominant in their craft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one of the unsung heroes, and I, she's been the unsung hero maybe for like a year and a half, is Carmella. Like, I think Carmella yeah. looked great in this match, yeah. and she gets a lot of flack for maybe not uh, knowing how to wrestle as much, which I disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, you know, obviously we've kind of seen her in that 24-7 bubble, which I think is a little unfair, but now that she's, you know, withdrawn herself from that because she's on SmackDown, i like to see her more because mm-hmm. I think she can really go, and I think she's one of the unsung heroes. Uh, I think the interaction between Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane oh my God, was just, was like, goosebumps. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, God, they're going to go at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're both healed, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of Pirates, remember that? Uh, well, let's talk about Rhea Ripley. Can I, can I ask you? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, it, she's made, right? She's made she is. NXT war games and everything. How did you feel about her doing the, the being down personnel gimmick twice in two days? Having her team on war mm. games be basically cut in half yesterday and having... And then two down tonight. Right. I mean, Is I that kind of cheap? Or? I think we kind of saw, in my opinion, we saw why, because I feel like they wanted to make her look more badass uh-huh. uh, because they saw her, like, man, this girl can be down by numbers and still yeah. kick ass. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. just because yeah, okay it, it's, it it's in terms of, like, making somebody. Sure. Well, and this, uh, this had more story than the men's elimination match because they had that moment of, like, oh, she's down two team members sure. and she has to come back from the, the bottom and fight it out. Mm-hmm. So I think it was more powerful for example, that way. if we see it, like, now with, let's say, like, Roman Reigns, we're all going to be like, oh, great, we get it. Yeah. Cause, because we know that he doesn't need that kind of underdog thing. We know he's just a badass. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? And he's made. I'm not disagreeing with I mean, the yeah. frequency of that. Like, so, just kind of back-to-back? Yeah, having it back-to-back. Is that a problem? I'm not just going crazy. She's still, she's still great. She's still, like... I think, I think, I think there is uh, not a lot of uh, interfering with maybe NXT and WWE. It's like, oh, you do your thing, we do our thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like if there was, maybe wouldn't, we wouldn't have seen that. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, we all heard, like, apparently the director doesn't even know who Britt Baker is. Right. Or else maybe they would have... Uh, right. According to Triple H, she said yeah. that he didn't even know who Britt Baker is. I so I, I just feel like a lot of it just like, oh, we... Okay, like, I'm sure Rio was like, oh, we did that yeah. yesterday, but I'm not going to tell anybody <laughs> to... <laughs> But in this case, I think for the fact that it really helped make her even more, like, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I think she's she has it made, and it just shows that, like, everyone is terrified of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's going to grow even more. And and she's, she's like 22. She's 23. Yeah, 23. Yeah, 23. It's incredible. Um, and uh, just the interaction, like, you could just see that there's so much respect for her. 
from the veterans in the ring. Yeah, and especially like you mentioned, we we talked about Adam Cole, Rhea Ripley. She had that awesome three way match with Sasha and Charlotte, mm-hmm. which one of the most creative finishes I've seen in a triple threat match on SmackDown. Kicking ass on war games, and now we uh, yeah. like what a weekend for her. I think right. I think I'm excited to see what sh- she does leading up to WrestleMania because I think there's right. going to be some surprises, and we're going to see her be a really big star in 2020. Now, I now, mean, she already is a big star. Now, real but. quick, you think do you think NXT is a third brand, or you think it's still a little below Raw or SmackDown? Um, that's I, I, my official answer is I have no answer because I do the, the after show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get to the point. But ultimately, I think I'm I'm a little bit more on the fence. But I, I'm sliding the fact it's a little bit developmental because of their road roster. They have a separate yeah, roster yeah. that goes on the road, and they develop that way. And what do you think? So, I have mixed feelings uh-huh. because, like you said, there's the road roster, mm-hmm. and then but there's also the the talent that does the televised mm-hmm. show and that's that I feel like you have to work up to and it's elevated to a certain level of expertise and so I feel like those people on the roster are like could be close to the main roster and then you have the de- developmental like the, the so house just, shows just stuff. so with that said do you think it's too soon for me somebody like Aria Ripley with the streak that she's on to win the Royal Rumble match no, I think it's definitely possible. Like, if, if you want to think about wrestling as not so much like a promotion with people as far as it being yeah. a product, yeah, you can have, like, Diet Coke next to Coke and Sprite. It's not, mm-hmm. a, big, it's not a big problem. Yeah. But, yeah. like, if you really want to put Rhea Ripley on Raw or SmackDown, have her win the it's possible. Yeah. But do you I think, mean, ultimately, it comes yeah. down to, to storytelling and what, and if they know what they're going to do with her and what they want their, her story arc to be. And if they know that, a year, like, planning a year from now, they know they want her to, to achieve this. Then you work backwards. So people in the chat think it's actually a little bit. It's it's right below SmackDown, but above a developmental. Yeah. Uh, what I was getting at is now let's say she wins the Royal Rumble. What title does she challenge for? Do you? Because th- I feel like if she challenges for it's this double edged sword of if she challenges for the NXT Women's Championship, it's like oh, you, but you can challenge for the other one. But if you challenge for the other one, it's like oh, well, don't forget NXT is still kind of you know it's one right. of those like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is also weird too. Like, what is the main main brand too? Yeah. It seems that the Universal Championship now is elevated more than the WWE title, but the Raw Women's Championship is elevated more than the SmackDown. And it's, and it's crazy because, like, in my opinion, and you can, well, we still have a couple minutes left to talk about it. I think NXT Women's Division is the best division in all of wrestling, whether it's WWE or Raw, or SmackDown, AEW, like all of the above. Like, I think NXT has the best women's division in all of uh, wrestling. It, it's top three, yeah, top two. Oh, oh yeah. he's being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like UK's person. Like, yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it's wrong. I, I do, yeah, I have to say it's in the top two. Yeah. Well, who's, who's the other side? You think NXT UK? I like UKs. I like okay. their division, yeah. Well, if it's top two, then who's the other one? I don't know. I can't say. TBD. TBD. No, I do I do agree that it, they are the, the best talent, and I love them all. <laughs> uh, we did have a pre-show. Uh, we had a last-minute match addition, like a battle royal mm-hmm. with, I guess, a bunch of the tag team tag that team Ziggler and Rude ended up winning. I guess just something that, you know, that just happened at the end of the day. Yeah! Uh, any thoughts on that tag team battle royal? Hey, you know what? All right. Uh, the crew, <laughs> no, um, no. I'm glad they added no. a match that was moving on to the pre-show. I want to just get to Survivor Series. Yeah, next year, Cruiserweight Champion, we saw Leo Rush defeat Akira Tozawa and Kalisto. Right. That title was actually on the line, which I didn't think it would be. But, hmm. yeah. 
all the titles on the line. Well, I mean, the uh, yeah, the, the main titles were, but they those are cross branded. So yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's kind of cool. But yeah, again, I'm glad they added matches instead of moving things. Yeah, up. that was weird. Like, it, it had Akira Tozawa or Kalisa would have won. Would they have gone to NXT because they were representing Raw and SmackDown? Right. Like, then mm-hmm. uh, we got points. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we saw the triple threat, the tag team match that I, I thought was going to be on the main roster. We had Viking Raiders versus Undisputed Era versus the New Day. Um, did you guys? Uh, did you guys think that maybe Undisputed Era should have won this match? Are you guys okay with Viking Raiders winning? They're the ones that need the most. Uh, the Undisputed Era, they're, they're pretty like much. They need the help. They need the help because I mean, <laughs> they look, they, they're the Raw Tag Team Champions, and, and I do the Raw show. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've squashed people that aren't even on the roster. Yeah. They got the titles, and their division's pretty much uneven. So if anyone needs a win on a big stage, it's them. New Day, is, like, it, they're pretty much good. Undisputed Era is pretty much yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this: I predicted New Day to win, so I, I have a pool. And I'm totally losing that one, mm-hmm. but Aww. I'm so glad they won. <laughs> Your five hundred dollars is yeah, gone. Yeah, exactly, man. So I'll be doing all the after buzz shows from now on. Yeah. <laughs> so I can pretty much guarantee I mean in my head I already know who you guys are going to say who was your MVP for the event both MVP? for men and women Ooh. and I don't mean uh, Montel Vontavious Porter <laughs> who was the, who was the most valuable player for Smackdown for both men and women you mean for Survivor Series yeah um, I was like SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> SmackDown. We could, yeah. yeah. For Raw SmackDown and NXT is what I meant to say. All of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh. Okay. Uh, Keith Lee and uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Um, the obvious answer would be Ripley and Cole, but I'm going to give it to Pete Dunn um, mm. only because of his match was pretty much thrown together. Both of them were. Mm-hmm. Um, he showed a different style for a whole new audience. I think he's showing that British style, like the chain wrestling, the mm-hmm. grappling, and everything. And he's still so young. So there's my blue chipper picks: It'd be Ray Ripley and Pete Dunn. It should be an exciting time. Obviously, the weekend isn't over. We're still going to have Monday Night Raw from Chicago. Yeah. We're going to see what kind of crowd that is. I mean, let's see if they're burnt out after the fourth day of pro wrestling. Um, so much wrestling. That yeah. is a lot of wrestling. I mean, <laughs> and it's funny, too, because uh, Chicago, that's host to AEW on Wednesday. Yeah, right. they're going to be there. And they so just that's had, interesting. They just had Bound for Glory, like, a couple weeks couple ago. Weeks so ago. it's yeah, like, yeah. man, that's a lot of... Good for Chicago. Is it always Chicago? Is that, that Rosemont, Illinois? I think they're all over. Yeah, Rosemont. Yeah. And then uh, AEW's in the Sears Center. I okay. mean, I don't know. I mean, good for Chicago. Hopefully, <laughs> LA, LA gets that kind of treatment sometimes. I know. Bring the love to soon. LA. What's we'll going to Chicago in November? It's too cold. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, thank you for having, or thank you for uh, joining. Yeah, thanks everybody. For thank us. you for everybody in the crowd. Don't worry. I saw all your thing. External Shockwave. You're always a, a delight to hear. Uh, you know, <laughs> delight. Jonas, Jonas Tiger, Joseph Boza. Boza. Uh, you yeah. know, everybody in the house. Dylan Matthews. What up? I'll see, I'll see, hey, Dylan. Uh, Flobito, where can people find you on social media? That's right. You can find me on Twitter at FloboBoys, on Instagram at Flobito, and of course, Flobito.com. Emily? All right, you guys, you can find me at Emily Mayheller, M-A-E, on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, let's continue to chat, wrestling and everything. Uh, you can follow me at GHermoza, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Don't forget to comment down below. Thank you for everybody in the chat. We'll see you at TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz, see you later. <laughs>